Okay, trying again. Looks good. So tonight I was thinking about uh, a verse, a Dhammapada verse, I think. Arogaya paramalaba. Freedom from sickness, freedom from illness is the greatest gain. Santuti paramang dhanang. Contentment is the greatest wealth. Visasa paramang nyati. Paramanyati. Familiarity is the greatest relation. Nibbanang paramang sukang. Nibbana is the highest happiness. I'm thinking about this verse. You can really get a sense of the Buddha saying this looking out on the community of monks living in the forest, reflecting on all that he'd been through to become a Buddha, and expressing his... Uh, expressing his, his perception, his outlook on the world in this way. Rogaya means not having roga. Roga means that which ruchati, that which disturbs you, afflicts you. Affliction. It's the greatest gain, the greatest possession, the greatest gain actually. Laba means gain. Ask anyone who's physically sick, right? Physically ill. Do they want money? No. Fame, glory, mansion, power. All the riches in all the world won't save you from sickness. Four kinds of sickness in Buddhism. There's sickness that comes from food, Sickness that, sickness that comes from uh, the environment Sickness that comes from karma And sickness that comes from the mind So actually it's quite likely that the Buddha wasn't thinking of physical illness when he said this I mean I think we can all agree that If you're physically unwell all the material possessions in the world are not going to compare to uh, the uh, the uh, the gain of of becoming free from that sickness. Spend a lot of money and and a lot of effort just to free ourselves from illness, and everything else becomes meaningless because you can't, of course, enjoy any of the pleasures or riches or gains, accomplishments in life if you're physically ill. But I don't think that was 
exactly what the Buddha was talking about. I mean, it actually isn't the greatest gain, not in the Buddhist sense, because you have to understand sickness of the mind, you have to understand the full full range of sickness. A person can be perfectly healthy in the body, but if their mind is ill, the physical body, the physical health does them no good either. So sickness from health, sickness from food, sickness from the environment, these are uh, these are physical. Sickness from karma, well, that's can be physical, can be mental. But sometimes we're born with diseases, with illnesses, physical illnesses. Some people are born uh, deficient in some way in the body. Some people are born with uh, all kinds of illness. Some people die, some humans die shortly after childbirth because they're so ill. This can be because of karma. I mean, sickness because of food is is quite obvious. You eat too much. You eat the wrong kinds of food. This is quite clear. From the environment, could be anything from uh, bacteria, viruses, infections, um, radiation, perhaps chemicals. Now everything's got these terrible chemicals in it, making us all sick. But karma, karma, that, that one's not so clear. Karma is the Buddhist answer to why we're born certain ways. And in fact, not even karma. Not just karma, right? Because while the environment can have a factor, play a part, karma certainly plays a part, but it's much more complicated than that. Sometimes we perform certain karmas and as a byproduct, bad or good things happen that are totally un... I mean, things that we like, but we're totally had nothing to do with the karma, right? Like perhaps you you did some very bad things, and as a result, you you have the, this bad karma in your life. But uh, as a result, like uh, let's say a person who is very poor, and so they they have to go and live off in the in the countryside. And then there's a fire that burns down the city, right? I mean, just a, a, the point being that there are uh, circumstances or results that don't always have to do with karma. I'm just trying to say not everything is karma. This person who was very poor because they were maybe very stingy, so you think, oh, look, it's a very bad thing. But actually they got quite lucky because it, it meant that they, I don't know, meant that they didn't uh, meet with the same fate or rich people who as a result of being rich, someone comes and steals stuff from them. It doesn't have to be past karma. You can do all sorts of good karma to become rich, and then the vicissitudes of life that may have nothing to do with karma just take it all away. It can happen. It's quite complicated is the point. But karma certainly plays a part in this life and from life to life. As, as an extension But it's I think you think we all Get a sense that it's the 
mental illness that the Buddha was really thinking of or that's most important here. The greatest gain, and it's a gain, you see, because we're all sick in the mind until we become free from that sickness, until we gain that greatest gain, becoming free from greed, free from anger, free from arrogance, conceit, free from attachment and addiction, free from views and opinions and beliefs and free from our free from the things that keep us stressed and suffering in our minds. You know, like depression is a mental illness or anxiety. But arrogance and conceit they are also mental illnesses. Addiction is a mental illness. Um anger Anger is a mental illness. So that's the first part of the verse. Freedom from illness. What's the greatest gain? Becoming free from this, this sickness. Someone was telling me this is like a hospital. We're all like sick patients here. It's quite true. The real problem is all those people out there who should be in the hospital and are running free, c contaminating each other, spreading their sickness to each other. Really, right? I mean, it's no exaggeration. There are sick people out there doing sick things and spreading sickness. They really should find a hospital. Find a doctor like the Buddha. Santuti Paramangdhanang, imagine the Buddha living off in the forest, content, with no with no luxuries, no possessions. No, monks aren't even allowed to touch money. The greatest possession is contentment. Looking out at the people, these people content. I mean, how content are you? They might feel quite discontent in the beginning. But how great is it to be able to be here? How powerful is it to not have to go and seek out entertainment or diversion? How great it is that you can come and be at peace. And you can see how challenging it is, right? I mean, we're quite poor in our desires for things. People in society are very poor because they're always wanting they never have all that they want and you come here and you realize how poor we are because we don't have this contentment and we sit and we're un, we're displeased we're unsatisfied we want something anything right we're lacking we don't have all that we want. And so the Buddha looked out on all the arahants sitting around him and he thought about his own trials and how he had become content. And he said, this is the greatest, the greatest possession. If you're content, you don't need anything, right? You never want for anything. 
no question that that is the greatest possession. There's no other possession that can make you satisfied like contentment. It's the second part. The third part of the verse. We sasa paramanyati. Now I thought about this one, and it was kind of strange. I think, well, what's so important about that? But then you think about where the Buddha was when he said this. Far, far away from his father and his mother and his family, but surrounded by people like us, meditators, monastics, spiritual beings. Visasa means, um, sorry, I didn't translate. Visasa means familiarity, but it, it has a sense of, of the idea. Visasa relates to if I uh, if I have certain possessions and I say to you, "Hey, you're welcome to take some of you're welcome to take anything you want. Don't have to ask me." I don't remember what the word is. If there is a better word than familiarity, but it means this sense of of uh, taking each other for granted or being able to take each other for granted and taking it for granted. Um, What's mine is yours, what's yours is mine, that kind of thing. So it's like when we talk about Dhamma brothers and sisters, our Dhamma relatives. Nyati Dham, they say in, in Thai. Tham is Dhamma, Nyati. So Dharma relatives, Dharma family. And so all of you, even here in Second Life, all of you on YouTube, we're part of an extended family. Although some of us are, you know, like any family at different stages of maturity. But we're all family. And the greatest, the greatest family is, is this when, we, when we're in harmony, you know. I can depend upon all of you to not steal my things or uh, break my things or to hurt me or to lie to me or to cheat me. The most wonderful thing, or, or a wonderful thing about being a Buddhist monk is that, for the most part, you're surrounded by good people. I'm always shocked when I find out someone was lying to me because people don't lie to me that often. Not that I know. But I think generally lie to me a lot less than they do to others. And I can depend upon that. And that's a great, you know, that's the most wonderful. I can't really depend on my family. I don't know if they'll lie to me or not. Point being, we 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 are born into certain families, or certain we're born into a certain family with certain relatives. But those aren't those aren't the greatest relatives. The greatest of all relations doesn't have to do with blood. It has to do with familiarity and compatibility. So he was expressing his appreciation of his community. So we take a moment to also appreciate our community here, how great it is to be surrounded by such good people. And the fourth part, we get to the core of the issue, Nibbanang Paramang Sukhang. Nibbana, freedom from suffering, 
is the highest happiness. Nibbana is a scary thing, I think. I mean, anything un anything strange and unfamiliar is is scary. But it's there's a special dread, I think, associated with Nibbana because it threatens everything we hold dear. Purposefully, right? Nibbana, if you learn anything about it, Nibbana is, means you let go of everything. Nibbana is... Uh, no attachments, none of the things you love, none of the things you want. It's none of them. None of the things you love. And so it's actually quite stressful. Nibbana is a very stressful thing for us. Until you realize it, of course. Well, until you start to see that the things that you're holding on to and saying, hey, wait a minute, I don't want to let go of this. You realize that all those things are not worth clinging to. All of those things are impermanent, unsatisfying, uncontrollable, meaningless, purposeless, useless. And you see this. This is what you're starting to see or have started to have come to see. Yes, there's no real meaning or purpose or benefit to these things. Happiness can't be found in arisen phenomena it can be found in Nibbana which is true peace so there's a question asked that I've repeated some of you have I'm sure heard me say how can Nibbana be happiness when there is no feeling in Nibbana and the answer Sariputta gave an answer and said it's precisely because there is no feeling that Nibbana is happiness it's a very difficult truth to understand because we're very much addicted to feeling Happy feeling is good Calm feeling is good Painful feeling is bad This is how we think Until we start to see that even happy feeling, calm feeling They're impermanent, unsatisfying, uncontrollable Only then we start to let them go We start to see this isn't real happiness, this is stress my mind is no more at peace than it was before I got this feeling I'm no more satisfied than before If anything, I just want it more If anything, I'm just attached to it more And that's when we start to turn and incline and say Maybe there's something better than, than feeling Maybe there's something better than arisen phenomena there's a natural inclination. I mean, there's no brainwashing going on here. You'll see it for yourself. I don't have to tell you. It's irrefutable. And once you realize that, then, then one comes to Nibbana. And once you've seen it, there's no question. Nibbanang paramang sukang. Nibbana is the highest happiness. So that was uh, what I was thinking about tonight. We'll take that as our Dhamma for tonight. Thank you all for coming out. Have a good night.
YouTube chat as toxic as ever. Okay. Um, let's go to questions. Not loading. Okay, I'm going to say no questions tonight. Thank you all for tuning in. <laughs>